0: It's time for JT the Brick.
1: Receiver from the University of Colorado, number 21, Cliff Branch.
0: We kick off the summer of Cliff Branch.
1: Pugger drops back to pass, steps up, he looks, over the middle, he's got it, touchdown Raiders! It's
0: touch by Cliff Branch! The summer of Cliff, Cliff Branch, all summer long. JT the Brick. Prepare your phone call. I want Cliff content from you.
1: back to fast. A big rush the got it to 20, but
0: down, What separated
2: Cliff was he was amazing, meticulous route runner.
0: As we count down to Cliff, the summer of Cliff on the flagship. And now, here's JT the Brick.
3: Hey guys, how's everything going? It's Bobby here in the palatial studios of Raider Nation Radio. And for the next hour, we are going to play something called the best of Cliff Branch. So for those of you that have been paying attention, you may have noticed that we've been playing an awful lot of Cliff Branch content. We've been playing a lot of uh, interviews with players and guys that were on the team with Cliff that have memories of Cliff himself. So, over on our website, the lbsportsnetwork.com website, which, by the way, is where you can find all the podcasts of these shows and all the big interviews that we do and whatnot. Over on lbsportsnetwork.com, we took a look at the numbers, and we found that there were certain interviews that were just trending a whole lot bigger than other interviews were. So, we took the top three interviews from the past summer from JT, talking about Cliff Branch, and I'm going to play them for you right now because God knows nobody else wants to hear what I've got to say. I mean, I'm here all by myself. It's Friday afternoon. Everybody bailed out and left me holding the bag as usual. The only other thing I would do is like play a Motorhead album and go have a cigarette. But you guys are here to hear the Raiders, so at least I can do is play some Raider content for you. So like I said, I got three interviews, the top three interviews as far as over on lbsportsnetwork.com. I'm going to play them for you all right now. Number three is coming up this segment. Number three, number three. You know, if I put any thought into this, I really would have had like some really cool sound effects. You know, like number three, number three, number three, that kind of thing. Yeah. This kind of just got dropped to my lap, and I just, okay, we'll put something together. We'll We'll make it sound good. Number three. This is an interview that was done just a couple of days ago, and I haven't got to hear it yet because I wasn't here. I had to go take my dog to the vet because she was having seizures, and that's kind of an important thing. I really love my dog, so that's kind of how the way it goes. But... Anyway, number three, this is a pretty good interview. This is only a couple of days ago. This is one of Cliff Branch's teammates and one of his closest friends. This is a really good interview from what I heard. I haven't had a chance to hear it yet, so let's have it, give it a listen together. This is interview number three. It is Raymond Chester. The summer of Cliff Branch
0: continues with one of Cliff's best friends, the great Raider legend, Raymond Chester, kind enough to join us. Raymond, I'm sure you're super excited about Canton, where I'll see you in a couple of days. How are you?
4: Hey, first of all, hi, good to hear from you, my brother.
0: Great to hear and from I'm you, Raymond. I
4: you're doing well. Absolutely. Uh, I, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. You know, actually, actually uh, JT, I am, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a little grief-stricken. I just lost another another really dear friend, uh, Bill Russell. Yes. Um, and boy, I will tell you what, man, uh, I keep lo- losing those guys that are super close to me, like you know, like Cliff and and Bill and I. have uh, been friends for a lot of years, uh, so um, I'm happy about going to Canton and celebrating uh, Cliff, but I'm sad at losing yet another great athlete and great friend
0: well let's stay with your friend bill russell and i know because i've seen you on the sidelines with joe morgan who passed away bill russell was a great friend take me back to when that friendship began with one of the greatest the greatest winner in professional sports history but also a great civil rights leader when it came to sports
4: oh man bill russell was such an icon and such a unique man uh you know the thing that grabs me first about him uh uh, obviously, his athletic ability, his leadership ability, coaching ability, but uh, boy, he was just so doggone unique uh, as a human being. Uh, and it takes a while to 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 know Bill and to get to understand him. I mean, most people's first reaction to Russell is is uh, they, you know they they stand off. You know, they say I mean, he's kind of stand. He was kind of stand offish, this and that, whatever. But he's one of the most intelligent men i ever met and one of the funniest men i ever met and i'll tell you a story about how i met him i'll make it really quick um after football you know i got in the golf business and um i had met bill on several occasions at various events here in oakland you know through joe morgan and clem daniels and those guys um and so we were acquaintances but 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 uh some time ago, back in the '80s, we got We got invited to the Lee Elder Golf Tournament at Hilton Head, South Carolina. And Bill was there, and he and I happened to be playing in the same group. Uh, and he actually had a hole in one in that in that uh, that golf tournament. Uh, what you know? So we teased him and said, you know, the guy who needs the money the least in this group is the one that makes the money. We had a hole in one and won five thousand extra dollars. So long story short, you know, we were in the airport uh, after the event. There were a lot of athletes there—Michael Jordan and Julius Erving, and a lot of great basketball players. And uh, I think mean, I was there because uh, because I was in the golf business, and I knew Lee Elder. It, not so much that I was, you know, a great athlete on those, you know, mm-hmm. on those guys' standards, but they they liked me anyhow. So long story short, we're standing in the airport. And uh, we're besieged by fans. The crowd just poured in, you know. And we're we're actually pinned to the back of the wall. Our back's still a wall. You know, kids coming in wanting autographs. I'm signing autographs, and everybody's signing autographs. And Russell's just standing there. And I'm like, dude, sign some autographs, whatever. And he's like, I don't sign autographs. I don't sign autographs. I'm like, Bill. Come on, all these are kids, man. Come on. So he stood there. So then, just about then, a uh, a, a guy showed up with four kids. And the, the guy came up, sheepishly came up and asked, you know, can you sign these for my kids whatever. Mm-hmm. and whatever. And Bill looked at him. He says, I don't sign autographs. He says, I don't sign autographs, but I'll be happy to take a picture with you and your kids. And that changed my whole Understanding wow. of Bill Russell, he was a man who did and stood by his principle, but it did not mean that he was, you know, you know, arrogant or egotistical or, or unfeeling. He stood there and took pictures with for the rest of that time that we were there with kids, with kids and 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 their their parents and whatever. So he had a principle, and his principle was I'm not going to sign autographs publicly anymore for whatever reason, that was his thing, and he stood by that, but. It had no indication as of the, as to what type of human being that he was. Bill Russell was a great human being, and, and we spent a lot of time together. When he came here, he'd stay at my house. I, I'd go up to Mercer Island and stay at his house. Wow. And uh, I got to know him real well.
0: Yeah, sorry for your loss. Raymond Chester joins us as we get to Cliff. And, again, you grieve Cliff, and we talked to you right after Cliff passed. And I know you had a really big, heavy heart, but – Now have you kind of moved to the fact that this is a party, celebration, and really a moment in Raider history? The Mark relationship with Cliff, your relationship. We had George Atkinson on. We had Freddie uh, yesterday as he's in Canton. His core group of best friends, and Willie Brown was in that crew also. You guys have been talking about Cliff to Canton for a long time. This has got to feel great, Raymond.
4: Yeah, it is really, 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 really a great feeling. You know, the only thing is, you know, we all always could, we could have experienced it, you know, in life. Um, you know, everybody knows, you know, and has their own feelings about how deserving Cliff was of this. Um, I can only say, I'll tell you what, you know, from the inception of the Raiders back in the 60s, Al Davis and every single Raider coach that, that has ever coached the Raiders, has had you know certain standards. The model of the Raiders is pride, poise, the will to win, right? And speed. 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 And well I'll tell you what, every coach, starting with Coach you know, Coach Davis, every coach has, has looked for those those assets in the players that have played and, and become part of uh, Raider Legend. Cliff Branch exemplified all of that. I don't know a guy who was more proud to be a Raider than Cliff Branch. I don't know a better representation of the of the Raiders and what they stand for than Cliff Branch. And I certainly don't know a player on the Raiders in the Raiders history that has been any more of an impact. On, on the winning tradition of the Raiders than, than Clifford Branch, I tell you, I every time I think about him, and a lot, of, you know, and it's not all just touchdowns and mm-hmm. the speed and all that. Uh, if you look at big plays that other players have made, in you know, in in, in Raider history, look at the, the the famous run, Super Bowl run that Marcus made. Look who's down there about making yeah. the, the last block for him. Look at a big run. I think about a big run that, you know, a run that I had, of catch and run. Cliffs downfield. When you see a big play on the offense in Raider history, if Branch was on that team and on that field, he was somewhere trying to make a contribution. And a lot of times it was just getting down the field leading and making a block, you know, the last block or whatever. But the guy was a total, total Raider. A total team player with total commitment, total pride, and
0: speed, speed, speed. Raymond Chester, what a conversation and what a synopsis of how he represented. I want to follow up with representing the team because that's what ripped my heart out when he passed away because I was watching him along with Mark as they were getting ready for Vegas and they were down here doing a lot of work in this community and you have been too, Raymond. You're very active with the alumni, basically trying to educate the new fans in Vegas about the global presence of the Raiders worldwide and it felt like Cliff was going to be the ambassador along with a few of your other guys to do this and that's why I think Mark, one of the reasons Mark is going all in on this representation with you and everybody was invited to go back to Canton for the induction and the party
4: what a gesture on the part of mark davis and and the davis family you know and and i can't think of anybody more deserving the clip but mark i mean you're talking about going above and beyond to show your gratitude and your love for a very very special football player but a very very special human being cliff branch i happen to know about some of cliff's philanthropy and some of the things that he did in the community and not just not just the, the, the community where he lived, but everywhere he went, he he was generous. He did things for kids. He 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 was he was the first one to basically agree to do an event on on behalf of children and, and, and seniors and that kind of thing. Man, what a, what a what a great loss! The NFL, the entire NFL, and the entire sports world uh, suffered, you know, when Cliff passed. But what a great celebration! Of, of his life and his football history and his career that we're going to have in Canton. And thank Mark Davis, uh, Mrs. Davis, the whole uh, radio organization um, for the generosity and the tribute that they, that we're going to pay to, uh, to a friend, a brother and uh, actually my roommate.
0: Yeah. Your roommate. And,
4: uh, oh my God. What a great player.
0: How many times did I uh, stand near you and I'm blessed to say the cliff would come up and say, Hey roomie. You know, and for you guys to have that type of friendship. But, you know, Raymond, as we wrap this up again, uh, you grieve differently than others, and you're emotional, and you talk about it on the radio. You've lost a lot of people. I mean, you've lost a lot of friends, and these these friends were your inspiration, and our inspiration is having you here with us for a long, long time going forward so you can share these stories and memories about your great friends who were sports legends with you.
4: I can tell you that it was a brotherhood, a true, we were true brothers. When you, and I think back about Cliff, and I think about when we started to lose some of the players that were older than us. We lost Clem Daniels, we lost Willie, we, you know, we lost Warren Wells. And I can remember the, the respect that Cliff and I learned to, you know, to have for the guys that were great players before us. I can hear Cliff now. Clem Daniels would walk in the room or Warren Wells would walk in the room and, and Cliff would go over and, and say, the great one, the great one, welcome. Welcome the great ones, the great Raiders. Now here's a guy who will go down in history as being one of the greatest Raiders ever, one of the greatest NFL receivers ever, Cliff Branch, and then he sees Clem Daniels or Warren Wells or one of our older players and 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 we, we learned to go pay homage to them, and not because we were – kissing the ring or anything like that, but we just respected the caliber of player that they were and what they, how they represented the Raiders and how they taught us to be great Raiders. I wouldn't, been, I wouldn't have been the player that I was without guys like Tom Keating, you know, Freddie Blitnikoff, um, you know, Ben Davison you know, Willie Brown. I, I wouldn't, but they taught us not just how to play, but how to represent pride, the will to win, and they challenged us to be faster in everything we did.
0: Awesome, Raymond. We'll let you go. We'll see you in Canton. Looking forward to seeing you and celebrating Cliff. All right. Thanks, JT. Best of to you all, and your family always.
3: Coach, I hate when you start an interview and then the guy's phone in the background starts ringing, you know he's got to go answer it. Raymond Chester with JT The Brick here on Radio Nation Radio. This is the best of Cliff Branch. Hope you guys enjoyed that one. I thought it was kind of cool, especially the part where he was talking about Bill Russell. That Bill Russell thing kind of bothered me quite a bit because obviously I'm a Celtics fan from way back in the day. Met Bill Russell a couple of times. He was actually, he he could be a little standoffish, but once he realized that you're not a reporter, I'm just a regular person, then he, I actually got him to laugh once, that fantastic laugh at his, man. That was, that was really cool. I, I'm going to miss him. He was a good guy. But anyway, Coming up next is interview number two over on the lbsportsnetwork.com website. We'll see which one it ends up being. This is the best of Cliff Branch here on Raider Nation Radio. We'll be back in just a bit.
1: Back is Pluckett. Time to throw. Deep to the end zone to Branch. It is caught by Branch. Touchdown Raiders. He won a wrestling match against Waddell Young on the one yard line. Holy Toledo. the second touchdown catch of the day. Roy L. Young could not have played him better. Branch just won a wonderful battle between two men who were in a dead heat when that ball was there for grabs.
3: That was Plunkett to Branch from Super Bowl 15. Welcome back to the Best of Cliff Branch here on Raider Nation Radio. This is Bobby holding down the fort because everybody else bailed out because it's Friday afternoon. We have interviews. For those of you that didn't hear before, we... Let me kill this first. It's not as easy running a board and talking at the same time. Let me tell you how Clay does it, I have no idea. Anyway, um, we are running the top three interviews that JT did this summer, the summer of Cliff. And we're using the numbers from the Las Vegas Sports Network.com website, which, by the way, is where you can find podcasts of each and every one of these shows as well as JT's bigger interviews. It's on to number two. Number two, number two, number two. Foo. This guy's great. Phil Villapiano. I mean, look, I'm not a Raider fan. You guys know this already. But I usually get to talk to these guys on hold for a couple of minutes before we put them on the air. They don't just magically appear. There's actually a whole process getting these guys on the air and whatnot. And I usually get to talk to these guys for a couple of minutes before I throw them on with JT. One of my favorite guys is Phil Villapiano. God, that guy is funny. I I, I, I wish I I wish I wish had the delay turned on so I could like dump out some of the stuff because... Man, some of the stuff that guy says to me on the phone, he is great. Oh, it's you! Blah, 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 bleep, bleep, bleep. Blah, 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 blah. He's just awesome. Bill Villapiano, he's totally one of my favorite guys to have to call up and because he actually recognizes my name. Most times I call these guys up and they go, who? And I go, I work for J." Oh, JT, yeah, yeah, cool. Don't ask me if that's how it works. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, here is interview number two, JT the Brick with Bill Villapiano.
0: But well, my goal with the Summer of Cliff was to tell Cliff Branch stories and to talk about his legendary career as it's been too long and he's finally getting inducted into Canton, Ohio. Phil, B- Phil Biano is the greatest storyteller on top of one of the greatest players in Raider history, and he's kind enough to join us. How does that sound, Foo? Summer of Cliff, your former teammate, as we pay tribute to him.
2: Uh, JT, that sounds wonderful and a uh, hey. I I love to tell the stories, but they're all true, JT. <laughs> you know, and 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 it's good. Uh, I guess I don't have CTE because I could still remember all this stuff. So um, yeah, to talk about Cliff, I love to talk about Cliff. What a what a great teammate, and uh, you know, just a great what a cool guy. You know, for the people that didn't get to know Cliff, uh, you know, JT. You know, and I know. Cliff never slept. He never got tired. He he ran his life like he ran down the football field. He was <laughs> he was a uh, he was uh, always on, always always going hard, always laughing, always smiling, and uh, just one of the nicest people anybody could ever meet. And it makes me so happy that I got to play all those years with him. And, and man, he got three Super Bowl rings too, J.T. And, Never mentioned that, but he wore them all the time. So, you know, when he came around, he had a lot of of diamonds going on there.
0: Phil, it's interesting because when he came into the league, I talked to Freddie about it. I talked to uh, Coach Flores about it. We got into it that he had some drops early in his career. He was a track star from Texas, went to Colorado. When did you notice the speed and him getting comfortable with the speed and the ability to bring the ball in with his hands when it came together?
2: Well, you know, JT, that's a, that's a great question, and I'm I don't know if I'm the only one that noticed this, but George Blanda was the number one Cliff Branch fan, number one because of that speed. And George would work with uh, with Cliff, and just keep throwing him the ball, throwing him the ball, throwing him the ball, and finally, you know, I mean, Cliff must have been a a, a pretty darn good wide receiver in college, but you get to the pros. Sometimes you get the drops and he was dropping everything, as you said, early on. But I give George Blander the credit for just feeding him the ball, you know, because George had plenty of time, you know, he, he you know, his practices were, uh, let me throw the ball to Cliff, you know, because he really didn't have to do anything else. So uh, Cliff got a lot of Blander balls and I, I really give him the credit for, uh, getting Cliff comfortable, and then once Cliff got comfortable, forget about it. He, he was the best best wide receiver. It was a joke um, when people tried to cover him. He would just blow right by him and then catch everything, come back for the ball. I mean, Kenny, I think Kenny and him invented that back shoulder because Kenny couldn't throw it far enough. You know, So Cliff kept coming back for it, and it worked. So maybe, maybe it was the snake. And Cliff invented the back shoulder. JT, did you ever think about that?
0: We have an invention here today. Phil Villapiano is our guest, a legend, also should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So Cliff comes in with the Raiders in 1972, 14 games, only three receptions in 73, 13 games, 19 receptions, and then boom. 74, 60 receptions that year, 13 touchdowns, 75, nine touchdowns, and then 76, that famous year you remember, Cliff had the breakout year, 14 games. He had 12 touchdowns, the long one, 88, and Cliff was just finding his own. Walk me through the struggles and then the lead up because of all the big games on the road, the losses in the AFC championship game, and then in the Super Bowl season, Balitnikov. Casper, Cliff Branch, and a hell of a running game, Foo, where defenses yeah. didn't know if you were going to run behind Shell and you were going to run behind Gene Upshaw or there was going to be some play action with the snake going to Cliff.
2: Yeah, whatever,
0: whatever. however,
2: John, you know, drew it up, and Kenny, it was amazing. Our offense worked so beautiful that day. I mean, you know, when you get a running game, what Shell and Upshaw were doing to Marshall and Eller over there, that was, it was a joke. I mean, there's it blowing them off the ball. Van Egan up through the hole, and there's Clarence Davis right behind him. A great running game, which I think opened up everything else. You know, I mean, Dave Casper had that big day. Freddie got the MVP because he got so wide open. And then whenever they needed something big, they took a look at Cliff. And it was just, that's the way, you know, you draw up an offense. And, uh, you know, and you hope it works like that. It never really works like that. But, boy, that day in the Super Bowl, everything was gelling. And, you know, our defense, uh, I mean, I, re- I remember uh, I wanted some more action. I wanted to get out there and make some more tackles. But our <laughs> offense kept the ball for so long, we, we kind of got a little bored there for a while on defense. But excellent, excellent game by Cliff, as you, as you know. And he, he just ran away from people. And uh, that's what I loved about him. And, you know, J.T., when you get to the pros – and you look at these guys, these wide receivers, and Jerry Butler. And I'm just thinking of Jerry Butler right now with the Buffalo Bills when I played with the Bills. These guys are track guys. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between a track guy and a fast football player. I think Renthrow, you know, with the Raiders right now, I think he's a quick, fast football player. But he's not a cliff branch. Speed. A track guy's got that other level. got that other gear And then once they get going, wow. You know, and Cliff had it. Cliff had it, I think, long before anybody. And nobody took in hey, remember the Cowboys with Bob Hayes, right? Mm -hmm. They tried to make a a sprinter, a real track guy, into something. And Bob had the drops, I think, his whole career. But Cliff Branch didn't. And Cliff Branch, with that crazy speed, could outrun anybody. And like I said, he outran Kenny half the time, and he came back and got the balls. Because, you know, the defensive backs had to honor that speed. So as soon as Cliff got him turned around, he'd come back and get the ball. It was, it was fun. And I think uh, I'm thinking of that Miami Dolphin game right now. where mm-hmm. Kenny let it go, and Cliff came back and caught it, jumped up, zipped into the end zone, put the Raiders on top.
0: Phil Villapiano is our guest. Great to talk to Foo. It's the summer of Cliff as we continue here, the countdown to Canton, Ohio. So I don't want to get into this, food too political because you're in this boat also with Jim Plunkett and Lester Hayes and Greg Townsend. There are so many Raiders who are still not in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but the Cliff one really bothered a lot of people, and Kenny passed away and finally got inducted. They made Coach Flores wait until he was 83, but when it came to Cliff... And then Lynn Swan and Stallworth went in. And then I saw Drew Pearson get in the year before and Harold Carmichael. You, as a former teammate here, were you looking at the politics behind the scenes in Canton, saying, What's going on here? Every Balitnikov's in, Casper's in, Shell's in, Otto's in, all the offensive players who played alongside of him and Otto before. But why did Cliff wait so long? What was the politics behind the scenes that kept him on the outside looking in?
2: JT, that, um,
0: you know, being a Raider player and,
2: you know, being the Raiders and you were around, you know, we had that reputation and, and it was almost like the NFL, they'd rather go pick a St. Louis Cardinal that nobody ever heard of and, and stick him in than, than a great Oakland Raider. And it, it, it just, it was the way it was. And, you know, it kind of soured me on the, on the whole, you know, process of picking guys for the Hall of Fame, and I'm like, you know, what can some people do, and they don't even get a look. But you come from a city that hasn't had anybody in in a long time, and 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 somebody gets in. It was, mm-hmm. I think, it was political, and you you can't say it's anything but political. I think Al didn't help a lot of us guys because they didn't like Al, so we. You know, we're all on. You know, once a Raider, always a Raider. We're all in the same boat together. So, you know, when when they don't like your owner, uh, you know, and even and even John Madden took took John forever. Yeah,
0: top took list. John a long time.
2: Yeah, it's just it wasn't meant to be back in those days. I think now it seems more fair, but you know, and the, the people that really deserve it do get in. I think now, but I I think there was a time, JT when uh, there was some people somewhere that were calling the shots and they probably, probably weren't even football people for sure. Nobody covered anybody. Nobody ever made a tackle and then, Mm -hmm. you know, could leave Cliff branch out. He was a bona fide superstar. And like you said, and then these other guys get in. So finally, you know, you know, they could be just too embarrassed that they didn't put Cliff
0: in. Philville Piano as we wrap it up. Finally, you're back east and you're out in Vegas a lot and out in Palm Desert and you're out here and we get a chance to see you and the fans love it. What was it what was it like when you found out that Cliff passed? Knowing Mark's relationship and George Atkinson, I mean I George broke me into this organization and George and Cliff were just Side by side, thick as thieves. Every time I saw George, I saw Cliff and Mark and Willie Brown and you when you were out there. When you got the news that Cliff passed away, can you take me through that day and how it felt to you?
2: Well, JT, I certainly could. And, and, and you know what, what is happening to, you know, like all of us football players, you went, wait a minute, why? You know, what happened? How could that be? I mean, I was just with Cliff, uh, you know a month before he dies, and he's the same happy guy you know he, he you know he, he talks so fast you know and, and I just you know i I couldn't believe it and then, and you know you know we talked you know JT, you and I talked about Daryl, I was with Daryl you know a month or two before he dies, and he was the same Daryl, you know, you know, so we just got. to. You know, I, I think we're all getting to an age where you know we got to realize we're we're not Superman and anything can happen to us, and we probably should take a little bit better care of ourselves, which is a little late. You know? <laughs> and you know, Cliff, everybody, everybody that's know knows Cliff or knows of Cliff knows Cliff liked to burn that candle at both ends, and and, and, and the way he did it was masterful. So he was a great party guy. Great fun guy, and you know maybe maybe you have to pay the price for that. I hope I don't, JT, because you know I'm going all the way to the finish line with the same same speed I always do. So I'm not going to worry about dying. I, I just want to keep having great times, and you know with with the Raider organization, and and uh, hopefully nothing nothing happens to me. And like you know when 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 it does happen, you know you say God takes your When he wants you, you know, and just make sure you have a hell of a good time till that day.
0: Yeah, we know he's listening and this is going to be one hell of a party in the alumni event at the end of August. And we'll see you back here because you've been counting down with this team getting better. One thing about many things about you, you've been coming on the radio with me. Forever, and you've, you've seen this team get better now with Devontae Adams, Chandler Jones, uh, Josh McDaniels is the head coach. Everybody feeling right. now the vibe in Vegas here. Finally, from a football perspective, this is a big one now. They're, they're in a tough division with Kansas City. We know the Chargers got better. Russell Wilson's right. the quarterback in Denver now. Raiders need to thread the needle this year. The schedule's tough. they got to get out quick. Arizona for the home opener. They open up on the road against the Chargers. And then yeah. the Raiders are going to Nashville and New Orleans this year. I think Raider fans cool. are excited about what's in front of us. Yeah, I, 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 I do too,
2: JT. And, uh, you know, I remember talking to John Gruden last year. And he said, so we're only a couple players away. And I think Josh is, uh, you know, I'm sure John is in there talking with him in and, you know, those guys, they're, they're smart football people. And I think they pretty much filled every hole, if there uh-huh. was any holes. And there was some holes. So I like our offensive line. I love our defense. I love our speed. I love, a, you know, you know, like, like Devontae. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was just so good. I, I got a feeling, JT, it is our year. We can't lose any stupid games. We can't throw the, we can't throw the ball. In the flat, and let the let the guy run down the field and get a touchdown. No stupid plays. It just drives me crazy, you know. And then we're we're coming from behind every game last year. It was crazy. All the games we won, you know, the last, yeah. last drive because we're always coming from behind. I hope that Derek and and the coaching staff and everybody else can play like champions right off the bat. Take it to them in these games in the second quarter and then move on. You know, that's, that's Raider football to me. And I think, I think we've got a team that's good enough to do it, even though, like, like you said, our division is, <laughs> we're probably the best division in football.
0: No so doubt.
2: It's going to be a lot of fun to watch, watch these games. But I think, you know, I think the Raiders always got something that, just remember we talked about this, JT, a million times. Everybody in the league wants to be a Raider. So once the Raiders get hot, These teams will crumble
0: for us. Let's just get hot. Let's go kick some ass. I can't wait for it. I can't wait for the season. Thanks, Fu. And thanks for spending some time with some memories of your teammate Cliff Branch. It means everything to the fans. Thanks, Fu. Love Love you, too. Bye-bye now.
3: That was JT the Brick with Phil Villapiano. When we come back, the number one interview. As requested by you folks over on LBSportsNetwork.com, this is the best of Cliff Branch here on Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. and on Raiders.com. So it was a fabulous year because during that season we had traded Kenny Stabler to Houston for Dan Pastorini and and here was Jim going through the same thing that he went through in eighty three, being the starter, losing his job for an injury when Mark Wilson take it off. Now he's in the same situation as a backup and and instead of letting him compete for the job, they was giving the job to Pastorini right off the bat. And then at the fifth game of the season Pastorini got hurt, and Jim took us on this roller coaster ride, where we were—he was nine and two as a starter, taking us to the Super Bowl, and being MVP of the Super Bowl, and being Comeback Player of the Year. It was just a Cinderella story. That was Cliff Branch talking about Jim Plunkett and Super Bowl 15. This is Bobby here in the studio. Welcome back to the best of Clip Branch. It's time for number one. Are you ready? It's time for number one. This is it. Here it comes, number one. If you can call me up at 365 9200, tell me where I got that one from. I'll get you something, maybe like a Grimaldi gift certificate or something. Anyway, the number one interview requested by you folks over on lbsportsnetwork.com is JT the Brick talking to former Patriot quarterback and Raider quarterback, Super Bowl winning quarterback, Jim Plunkett.
1: Play fake. Back is Plunkett. Time to throw. Deep to the end zone to Branch. It is caught by Branch. Touchdown, Raiders! He won a wrestling match against Wendell Young on the one-yard line. Holy Toledo! The second touchdown catch of the day. Joy Nell Young could not have played him better. Branch just won a wonderful battle between two men who were in a dead heat when that ball
0: was there for grabs. How great is that? Bill King on the call, the summer of Cliff Branch, and the man who threw the ball brought to you by Modello, our good friend Jim Plunkett. Jim, how did that sound from Bill King? Bring back some memories? Oh, it certainly
5: did. There was a great effort on Cliff's part, uh, between two defenders going up for it and he was the shortest guy there but he came up with the ball
0: uh jim what we've been doing this summer the summer of cliff is just having former teammates on to tell stories and memories so i'll just let you begin when this came together with you and cliff and when it happened was it at a practice was it at a meeting a game when it just locked in and you and cliff built this unbelievable legacy
5: well, you know, it turned out, you know, I, I was—I always underestimated his speed. I was when I first got to the Raiders, you know, I tended to underthrow him quite a bit. I, I learned that very quickly, and so I just threw it as far as I could, and he usually went out and got it. Uh, he had that kind of speed—a uh, you know, nine-one one hundred meter uh, dash uh, record. I mean, he's done so much with that speed of his. I—I I will admit he did not have the greatest hands in the world, but he came up with some of the biggest plays. Uh, in the NFL
0: yeah Jim Plunkett's our guest and you know Jim we talked to players who were there before you Phil Villapiano I've talked to Freddie about it and Kenny had that back shoulder to him that back shoulder throw because a lot of times he couldn't keep up with Cliff as Cliff took off and Cliff would have to come back to the ball and you just mentioned that there too that's not something to just look down on that's a guy the fastest guy at the time you trying to get the ball out under an extreme rush and sometimes Cliff would have to make an adjustment and come back to the ball well, I'd hate to admit that. <laughs> Come on.
5: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, of course, you know, he, uh, you know the defender was so busy chasing him down the field, and Cliff turned back and see could see where the ball was. But by the time the defender turned around, it was too late. Cliff had made the adjustment, uh, slowed down a little bit to make the catch. Uh, you know, he was so effective. They were so afraid of him. Either They play him so far off that you can throw underneath, which we did quite a bit. And when they blitz or they try to cover him tightly, you know, he just ran by the guy.
0: Jim Plunkett joins us. So, Jim, can you maybe tell one story or two about him always wanting the ball? Because Madden said that before you got there when he started, and I heard you talk about it in the past, an example of him coming into the huddle in a game, and you knew you were going to get involved with the game plan, but he wanted it to start a little bit quicker.
5: Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Uh, You know, he was the the guy, you know, he he was all a chatterer. He he would always talk a lot during the course of a game, and some of it was nerves, some of it was excitement and uh, uh you know he was not quite in that huddle even though i'm the quarterback i you know i had to tell him to you know tone it down a little bit so i can get the play out but yeah he's you know i can beat him deep i can beat him inside i can beat him outside uh, i can beat him across the field that was that was cliff that was his terminology every time he got in the huddle he's the guy who who uh, could beat anybody at any given time which he could uh you know when, when the situation was right and uh you know, he found a way to you know, to run by guys, even if they were 10 yards off at the snap of the ball. He just had that kind of extraordinary speed. Uh, and, you know, he didn't have the best hands in the world, and he'd be the first to admit it. But he still, still came up with some of the biggest plays uh, in football.
0: Uh, Jim, in that era, tell me how often you checked out of a play because you saw a mismatch with all the great players you had, including Todd Christensen and the other receivers. But when you came to the line of scrimmage and saw a mismatch on Cliff or Cliff's in motion that you changed the play and went to him?
5: Uh, 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 very often. You know, uh, when you see a guy who's playing him tight, uh, you know, you knew the guy didn't stand a chance against Cliff's speed. And hopefully I checked into the proper play, whether it be across the field, down the field, uh, uh, you know, it's something to give Cliff a chance to, to beat the guy and me get him the ball, especially deep. He was just such a big threat down the football field. And so oftentimes, you know, during a game he'd catch 10 passes, but, you know, for 8, 10, 12 yards because they were playing so deep, he had no chance to, to run by him. But then he was a big factor in the game because he caught so many passes. And some of those passes he turned into very long games. You throw him a quick out of, you know, six yards, and it turns into, a, you know, a 70-yard run. Uh, he, I mean, he was a great force in the game of football.
0: Heisman Trophy winner, two-time Super Bowl champ, Super Bowl MVP. What an honor it is to talk to Jim Plunkett. Jim, what about socially, the two-a-days, the fame, hard practices, in between lunch, private time while you're working, but you have a little downtime. How did you and Cliff connect then?
5: Uh, you know, uh, Cliff was a very quiet guy in many respects, except when he was in the game, you know, and in the <laughs> huddle. He would talk quite a bit. But, uh, you know, otherwise, you know, he was just, uh, you know, uh, he kept to himself quite a bit. Uh, uh, and, you know, he, but he got fired up for practice. Uh, didn't want to overdo it with him because uh, you want to get, get your timing down deep down the field. Well, you didn't want to wear him out either. But uh, as I said, a very quiet guy for the most part, except when it came to game time. And then it was, you know, I can beat him deep. I can beat him. across, I, All that stuff came out.
0: Jim, it's interesting because we played the soundbite of Super Bowl 15, when you were the MVP, and Cliff had a big game. Uh, someone reminded me in Super Bowl 18 on that fame, Marcus Allen, reverse touchdown, Cliff's down there blocking. Can you talk about Cliff as a speed blocker downfield, opening it up for another receiver who was trying to extend a play? All of a sudden, Cliff comes out of nowhere. And he makes a big block. Yeah, I mean, honestly, he didn't do that
5: very often, you know, because a little guy get knocked around. And you want him for the next play, but yeah, he made some uh, great uh, blocks to uh, to break some of our guys loose down the football field, uh, and if not blocking really, just getting their way, and that was enough sometimes uh, for Marcus Allen or Kenny King to run by somebody. Uh, but you know, he tried to help out when he could, not you know, not the biggest guy in the world for sure, but you know he made his presence known.
0: Uh, Jim, it was great to have you at Tom Flores' induction. You were right there. The relationship that you and your wife, Jerry, have with Barbara and Tom, you could just see it. The crowd saw it there. It was such an emotional time for you. And now you go back with your receiver, Cliff Branch, and you continue to go back to Canton, and more and more fans stop you. I see it. Uh, They believe you should be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. What have these recent trips been like for you going back to Canton and seeing more Raiders get in?
5: Well, yeah, I'm very thrilled uh, for them and, and their families. You know, it's a great honor. Uh, you guys, you know, give it all. Uh, we're on the football field when they are on the football field. And, you know, uh, you know Cliff, you know, did the exact same thing. He was, he was a force to be dealt with uh, during his career in the NFL. There's no question about it. You know, if Cliff was out there, you had a chance of a big play every time you got on the ball. And uh, it's well-deserved. It's long overdue, as they say. And, and, you know, I'm very happy for his family.
0: And uh, finally, we had a caller ask about Lester Hayes. We could go back for him. Obviously, we encourage everybody who supports you, Greg Townsend, other players in the past. Jim, it still feels like there's more. There's more room in that section of where the bus are for Raiders, great Raiders from the past.
5: Oh, you know, they had uh, tremendous uh, players as well as, you know, entire football teams take that field year after year. You know, John Madden, Tom Flores, you know, their their records speak for themselves. And, you know, certainly there's a lot of people uh, who are very deservedly uh, uh, should be honored in that Hall of Fame. Uh, and, you know, I hope more of our players yeah. make it. That, that would be tremendous. And, and and some of them very well should should be in there. Uh, and hopefully their time will come. But unfortunately it takes so long for some yeah. of them, and their families aren't around. Uh, and that's very sad. And sometimes the players aren't around like Cliff. But, uh, you know, uh, I hopefully in the near future, we'll see more and more uh, former Raiders going to that hall.
0: How's your summer been? You've been golfing much, traveling, the kids, grandkids. What have you been up to?
5: Uh, A little bit of everything. Not traveling so much because of COVID, you know, and Mm -hmm. the restrictions. The grandkids are in school for the most part. But I'm sitting there at a a golf course waiting for the guys I'm playing with to show up. And then we're going (laughs) to take the course on and see what we can do out there on on the golf course.
0: Jim, I'll see you in Canton. Thanks so much for doing
5: this. You bet. My pleasure, JT. Take care.
3: And that's it for the Summer of Cliff and the Best of Cliff. Hope you guys enjoyed it. JT is back here on Monday, and we are going to be full-on football starting on Monday. Q is on deck. He is live at Canton, Ohio. Enjoy the show. We'll talk to you later. Take care.